Welcome to the after party. A house. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> You're doing it in the middle of me speaking. Okay, Angela asked if she could do the bot, the can open sound effect, and decided to do it in the midst of my intro. Thank you, Angela. That was Foley, baby. Thank you for the Foley. Thank you, thank you, Foley. My fuck, I'm so thrown off now. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking after party, a house party rager where our characters get to take a break from the adventuring life while our players try to record a podcast one room over from said rager. I am Tanner as an arrow. And while I could be smoking a bunch of cigarettes with LJ while trying to convince LJ of the existence of God alongside Milton Virgil, instead I am here at the table with these players. I'm Zach Stenzel. And while I could be in the heated argument that Stan is having trying to convince Nemo to join the Navy instead of flying. <laughs> I am here recording this podcast. Wow. Um, hi everyone. I'm Nathan Augustine. And while I could be with Charles feeding the garbage goat, endless ash from his endless cigar. Oh my God. I'm instead in this room recording this podcast. Hello everybody. I'm David Sergis. And while I could be listening in as Balthazar lectures Leon and Lamentary on the finer points of communism and all of the p- p- poor points of capitalism, I'm instead here recording a podcast. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> Hello everyone. I'm Angela Stenzel. And while I could be on the ship with Mavia trying to kick the bounty hunter's ass for drinking all of our tea and being useless. Good tea. I'm instead here recording this podcast with Tanner, who took my intro because I asked him about LJ before we started. (laughs) I didn't even realize. That's why you got to be on the fly, Angela. After party is very like no man's land. And you know what, Angela? It's everyone for themselves. You took my fucking intro opening your cans. So. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We're everything, everything. Yep. Okay. So when we look Cheers. at the finer points. <laughs> B. Done. <laughs> B the, is for capitalism. B is for capitalism, buddy. <laughs> yeah, good job. Okay, so this is the first after party where we gotta, well, I mean, it's the first after party for campaign three. Very exciting. We kind of get to look at the campaign as a whole thus far. A um, black hole society. Well, yes. Thank you, Zach. Yeah. Uh, how Word are we, association. How are we feeling kind of just overall? I know we kind of talked about this in our first bathroom break and everything, but how do we feel just about, you know, the sci-fi genre in general and how we're kind of getting used to this new Star Wars 5e system? Space. Yes. Sci-fi good. I mean, I I like it i feel like i haven't been able to play in a campaign this sci-fi like this sci-fi heavy ever so that i mean just that in general is exciting Mm -hmm. because i feel like even like almost every single maybe archeo discluded from this or x discluded (sighs) (laughs) excluded from this um all of the campaigns have a pretty like I would say fantasy takes a higher um, genre like ladder on the ladder of genres that the campaign is fantasy is usually on the higher side. Mm-hmm. Um, so this and sci-fi is like a form of fantasy, but um, I think it's just fun. It's just a new thing that we get to do and haven't really been able to before. So I'm glad yeah. the sci-fi part of it feels alive because it's new for me too to also like present you guys with that world and everything and i'm glad it doesn't feel like 
you know fantasy in space i guess and i think i think what is really aiding to that feeling is the fact that when we travel to other moons or planets it's not just like long rest you're there like things happen um and and there's like interactions that make it feel more large and colossal um because this kind of campaign is where it literally involves multiple planets in a solar system um and i enjoy that Mm -hmm. tanner and i had discussed i think off mic at one point uh like the rest of the podcast is very soft science and it's just because magic says so whereas right. this one a we have to cheat track of our money like we have to actually care about it <laughs> yeah that plus sci-fi is all hard science which i think also is the big difference i have to think a lot more <laughs> yeah and i think yeah. having a a full new system for it is making it easier in my mind to make that distinction um because i think if we were to just strictly use 5e i think i'd be thinking in that kind of 5e brain and like yes this is a a supplementation of that but there are the differences like the key differences that make it unique it is sw5e its own system which kind of has put me in that different mode that i think would have been harder to get into so like it's definitely not something i've ever done before and it's it's unique and i'm i am enjoying it um strangely enough it is this might also just be me as a person like making me miss a traditional fantasy campaign and i I, like really want to play one of those sometime soon um that might also just be like the dm side of me itching to get back into things but we'll see um but this is great so far good i'm glad i was gonna ask angela specifically how it felt because this is the first time i've dm'd for you right yes yeah how is it how what's it been like for you kind of diving into just you know the podcast realm side of it as well in addition to also like a harsh genre shift from i assume anything you've ever ever you know played before yeah this is all super new like having to speak into a microphone while we play and roles and like being conscious of the fact that i'm shouting or burping or yelling and like um but yeah it's definitely it's interesting um i think that i guess like for me I don't feel like it's such a, I don't feel like a hard shift with it. Like I've only ever played like more fantasy forward um, D and D I've played virtual D and D in person D and D. And so I think because the podcast is so new and I like came into that with the expectation that I was already going to be a little bit like deer in the headlights. um, The, the five E is cool and is new. And I feel like, as we progress, it's like, I have, I don't think I've ever played higher than like, we've, I've never culminated a campaign, but like, it always just like kind of fizzles out. And so I feel like in the early stages anyway, I'm already just like figuring out what's going on. And so as we continue to level up and like move through, I think that will be interesting, um, at, to kind of like learn, as I go. And I feel like I do that every time anyway, because every time I play, I try to play a different like species or class mm-hmm. um, just to like give myself that challenge to see like what else could I do like with this character. Yeah. I saw an interesting take on Twitter and I, I wish I could credit who it was from um, or the full context of it, but it was like, Hey, do you want to be on an actual play or do you just want a group of people that meet regularly to play D and D? And it's like, you know, a lot of people are like, I want to be in this actual play. I want to do this. And like, we 
primarily do play on an actual play. Like mm -hmm. that is our, most of our prime modality of playing D and D is this actual play, which is different than just playing a home game or playing in like a game for fun. Um, because there's the performance element of it. But I think that's like a super interesting version to like differentiate and think about how like this is not the exact same as just playing a game and recording it. It is, you know, performance and putting out, you know, a piece of content into the world. Um, and so I don't know, it's just, it, it got me thinking about how I perform on foes and fables differently than how I just like play D and D in a home game. Yeah. Yeah. It's been too long since we as a group have mm -hmm. kind of had a home game. Um, honestly it's been far too long um, but that is one of the benefits you know one of the selfish benefits of foes and fables is i get to you know hang out with you guys more uh, and play you know this game that we all love uh, more consistently especially on you know the spiros end of things like like i don't want to like speak for you nathan but i would imagine that we probably wouldn't be as far into the spiros story if we were still playing it you know in the way that we were before kind of got onto the podcast i mean probably not just because uh we'd be making more space yeah. for campaigns dm by you for this show yeah so uh yeah probably not as far uh zach may have not have been in it for he may have been in a different time had a different character literally so many mm -hmm. different things could have happened yeah. um if we didn't start it here so that's true and that is nice and i i enjoy being able to tell that story further so yeah, it has its ups and downs, and I think it definitely, especially lately, like we're recording this in the middle. Like, is this us just airing stuff out in this part of yeah, this after party? Yeah, air your grievances. Oh, my grievances. There's so many. Uh, no. Longest uh, after party ever. The roommate's shit out of it. What do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> I have no grievances against you guys. Spill the tea. Spill the tea right now. I we, uh, t Every time Tyler walks in the door, I want to punch him in the face. That's Whoa. my grievance. Yeah, I said it. Whenever I Tyler walks it. in the door, I want to give him a big old hug. I want to do that too, but it's mixed with my innate desire to punch face. <laughs> Anyways, Tanner, no. what's going are you on? in love with your roommate? No. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no. I just want him to tuck me in at night. That's all. I want someone to. It wasn't me. But anyway, David doesn't. David asks me to tuck me in all the time. <laughs> I can't get him to stop. Anyways, we're super off topic, but I, I was going to say it's just been like a lot. Yes, David asks me. I, I saw you trying to oh, mouth the it, question. It, it was oh, we were we were talking about it for sure. The yeah. syntax was, was a little wrong. strange. No, David asks me to tuck me in every night. David asks. Okay, if I'm he Tanner, asks me if it's cool if he can tuck me in. There you go. There you go. You made it. You made it. No, that's I was saying the same thing just no, without proper grammar. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I know I was saying it funny. Anyways, we're way off fucking topic here. No, it's, it could it could be seen as you tucking in yourself without. That's, that's that. what I thought it was. You know what? David is asking if you what, can tuck in yourself. That's usually how it ends up. So it may like as well me be me tucking in myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it may as well be. Anyways, <laughs> we're recording this in the middle of the fucking holidays. It's tough because everyone's got a lot of cool life stuff going on. And it just makes us all busy. And it's been kind of I, I feel like the scheduling thing has been more on the side of like, we got to do this to keep up with the release schedule rather than, you know, what it's kind of what we've had the luxury of it being for the most of the podcast, which is, you know, kind of just going at our pace and everything um, to stay on top of it. But we're doing a good job getting back on on track and everything. And I feel like it's going to feel a little less stressful to 
keep up with, you know, telling this story for an audience. But at the same time, we'd very much appreciate everybody who listens and we appreciate just this being an avenue for us to kind of regularly make a ritual out of our wonderful little friendship that we have here. But anyways, we went way off topic to bring it back in. Uh, we kind of, we kind of talked about, yes, space, the final frontier. Uh, we kind of talked about like the setting and, um, or more the, more the system and how it feels, um, uh, kind of existing within those rules and the genre and everything. How does it feel like, how do we feel now about the setting and the story now that we kind of have, I feel like a little bit of a lay of the land on the go on the grand goings on of the star system. I think one of the things that I'm finding is my difficulty in comparison because our other two main campaigns that we've done a have been the continuation of the same story with the same characters, but B we especially in Iris became like so important mm-hmm. in a sense where like, even though the jump from evergreen to Iris was like, Oh, now we are, you know, small fish in a huge pond. Mm-hmm. Like we are minnows in an ocean in yep. this story is what it feels like. We're like, there are these giant conglomerations and it feels like there's so much going on behind the scenes and has already gone on before our story even picked up. Um, that like, it's like, oh, wow, what this scale is ridiculous. We are such small cogs, but we're, you know, having big parts in big things. Speak for yourself. I'm an AI now. That's true. You're the big figurehead face of a company. And that's pretty crazy. (laughs) The company. That that company is wild. Um, Nothing makes me less happy. If we, if we we want to talk about that at all, um, I I would like to just because I think it's nuts. Um, uh, After we recorded that episode, we were like talking about it just a little bit. And I remember David being like, I just figured he didn't care about me at all. And then all of us were like, he doesn't. He's using <laughs> your likeness as this thing without like crediting you or like he also sent you to your death. Possibly. Maybe. I don't really know. You used um, me. Yeah. For, for land, land development. development. I love SpongeBob. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. How do you, how do you feel, David, about being turned into a uh, mascot? Well, he's the Geico Gecko. One, I have to think about it from Balthazar's perspective, and I also kind of think about it from his people's perspective, and I think it's an entire slap in the face of literally his entire home community and everything they stand for. So we're going to have some problems. Think of all the astronav checks that are going to happen. Dude, and and this, I I don't know. I feel kind of passionately about this thing. Um, it's real. This yeah. is happening yeah. now. Yeah. I, I yeah. like I. It's baffling to me how quickly it's becoming so real, and mm-hmm. how they're just like we can make these videos of people now moving and it's getting more realistic. There are Instagram models that are given paid sponsorships, and the models don't exist. Right. And, and that's the thing is models we're just like, industry. we're slowly becoming like, th- we're going to be the Wally people. We're going to be living in pods, just looking at the things that aren't even real and eating the bugs. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, can I be the little cockroach? <laughs> um, so it's just, 
I don't know. It's scary, and I don't, I don't mm. like it. <laughs> so, and, and our own fascination with it is us replacing ourselves, and we yeah. and those of us who do realize it don't have a say because it's all the corporations because there's no regulation or anything. And those of us who don't realize it are going like, ha ha, funny, funny meme I see on TikTok uh-huh, of of this AI generated thing that is funny, but the underlying implications of it being so readily available mm. are are terrifying. It's, so it's growing less funny to me. I'll be workers, honest. Yeah. The workers are working and the AI is making art. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, well, like, let's let an AI be a computer and let me make art. Like I'll draw stick figures and an AI can make notes for me. And like, I don't know. That's dumb. It's it is it's the lack of regulation is the thing that makes it so crusty especially dangerous. Like I'm on the fence that it just shouldn't exist. Well, I the thing is too is like people are like, oh, it's just like I'm just using it for funny memes for my friends. Oh, it's so funny. I'm just feeding the machine over and over again. I'm just I'm gonna continue complex continue feeding the machine for my funny memes. Like, no, don't do that. Like, don't do that. That's bad. Yeah, because your memes are gonna kill you one day. (sighs) Buckaroo. Yeah, I and military. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, that being a a thing, an issue in. our campaign is we're going to kill some <sighs> shit. Yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing too, like for specifically with AI, because one thing about shimmer that may not be obvious at this point, but um, uh, I, I feel like I can openly talk about right now is I've never once like personified any of the droids. Like, like, I mean, sure, LJ has, like, a personality as a droid. LJ like, loves cigarettes. LJ loves cigarettes. LJ but knows what love is. LJ's not a person. Like, people don't treat LJ like a person. Like, this isn't, this isn't a sci-fi world where even me, like, I could feel good, like, the robots, like, being treated kind of as equals or anything. Like, they aren't. You know, they're, in world, there's lore that they're, you know, called autopath droids, and basically they can have their own, you know, wishes and desires and things of that nature as droids. But never once have I ever like in story in world, at least at this point, like vilified those wishes and desires of those droids yet um, what as would, being equal to humans. What would you have done if one of us wanted to play a droid? Um, that probably would have been like, uh, honestly, a part of your backstory is maybe is, is you having to contend with the fact of like playing a droid it's i feel like it's a really sticky thing because for you as a player it doesn't sound fun but like or maybe it does but i feel like you would have to contend with the fact of like i i have these feelings and these things that are real to me but they've been programmed into me and Mm -hmm. they are not as valuable as the feelings and things that are from the people who created me but then you have to think about the fact that it's like okay if we create this artificial intelligence that is advanced to the point of it having its own emotions, wishes, and desires, it can never be equal to human beings. It's a fucking creation. It's not a human being. It shouldn't be treated with the respect or like, you know, uh, equality of human beings. But then that's a torturous existence for this fucking thing. That we I was created, about to say it, it? it gets a little, it gets weirdly like morally unethical. Cause, yes. then, cause then what do we call like, an intelligent person because like if they're feeling all yeah. the same things we can feel 
why should I treat this thing any less than myself? And that's where that, you know, the solution for me is let's never fucking get to that point. If only we could do that. The highest level of robot that should exist is gonk droid. (laughs) A garbage can. Literally walking garbage can. I weirdly agree with him. Um, Hell yeah. But you know, maybe a mouse droid because those things are sick too. (laughs) Specifically, I don't know, but the Lego ones are sick. (laughs) You do love Lego droids. You've talked about it a good couple times. Have I really? Yes. yes. Oh, because I talked about the Lego, Lego droidicas yes, yeah. at one point. Oh, yep. you did. Yeah. I remember. yeah. Anyways, um, that was actually off mic. I think was that was really? when we were talking about <laughs> Shimmer and you were like, can I play a droidica, but a Lego? No, 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 no. He, he, he literally, there was a thing that he referenced the shield that droidicas make. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he was like, specifically like the Lego droidica <laughs> one. And I remember being like, dude, the, the normal droidicas have the shield. Like yeah, you know the Lego that? one is funny. Now that I think about it, you've referenced Lego droidicas twice. Just one was on mic and one was off. Cause Nathan's right. Anyways, I, droids are not I, people. Yeah. But Lego droidicas <laughs> freaking rad. Okay. Thank you, Zach. You're welcome. Um, but, but I also, also like this because none of this would be real in a fantasy thing like that. Yeah. So to loop back to the sci-fi thing, I feel like we get uh, introduced to a lot of new concepts and a lot of new issues and those, I mean, they could be a thing in a fantasy campaign, but I feel like they're just more prominent here and that's fun. Yeah. And specifically with the AI that's modeled after Balthazar, like especially in regards to you know, David, you talking about how it's like a slap in the face, not only to you, but to your people and everything. He literally called it servant and <laughs> and essentially like kind of because, you know, a little bit of the lore behind uh, the Gastrofell without getting too much into it is that they are the native, you know, people to Igneous Mons and like starships wouldn't exist without them and their ability to basically exist on the lava planet and be able to, you know, make ships and metal and things of that nature um, on that planet. Um, then being commodified into a fucking mascot. And as much as like, it's a personal slap in the face to Balthazar, but um, there are also, yeah, things I can't just discuss because lore. <laughs> um, yeah. And not even going that deep into it. I mean, like to taking it beyond the personal slight to Balthazar, it's just making a gastro fell, you know, a, like you said, a mascot for everybody else in the star system. They're going to have this nice little downloaded clippy, essentially, like on their starship. Oh, really advanced clippy. That's like, Whoa, that's like, he's clippy. Yeah, but the point of it is to get people's information. And I don't know if you remember, but the last thing that was kind of mentioned was that uh, it was going to be like auto downloaded mm-hmm. onto every starship that uses Reliance transponder. Just codes. like you two. I was man. literally about to say it's like the U2 album. Just no. like you two. It's getting put onto everybody's starship. So I'm glad I'm glad and also you guys should be glad you guys decided to go for the more expensive option of doing, you know, Republic backed transponder oh, codes. Hell yeah. Uh, I thought about that. Yeah. I mean it it is crazy the amount of data that just goes into like I watched a video, I think it was a news clip about someone who like had two phones one was for the club and one for the road <laughs> one for the plug um, <laughs> sorry it's for the plug yeah I one for the club for the one road. for the plug oh that rhymes better Drugs. anyway go on um, but anyways like two phones both no sim card one in airplane mode one um like without being activated and just like drove to various areas in the city and then as soon as they connected both of them to wi-fi 
they ran it through a thing that's like, yep, here's all the data points that are being sent to Google. It's like, this is where you stopped. This is how long you yep. stopped for. This is the building you entered, like all this stuff. And it's like, that's the data. And the phone wasn't even on yeah. <laughs> like, yep. and now everyone's got a servant that is gonna be like, nom, 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 give me that data. You guys also have to consider, um, like for you know next moves and everything what you guys have to consider is finding a way to a stop this if you can <laughs> and b whether or not you want to um uh download this program onto your wrist pad not necessarily run the program but if you want a copy uh. for yourselves um because uh that could be beneficial for you to have it or if you're like we don't want it at all uh, that's a thing that you guys have to consider. I thought also. I did download it. Uh, I wasn't sure. You just opened it on his computer. You didn't like put it on your wrist pad or anything. Okay, fair. You just yeah, you just opened the program on his. I'm sending all these fucking files. On his Airdrop it to yourself. <laughs> um, but that's a thing that you have to consider as well uh, moving forward. Hmm. Um, but I I was very so the the servant thing was one of the newer like ideas that i had of like you know kind of pushing everybody's personal narratives forward and i can't remember what i was thinking but i literally was like what's the <laughs> i was like what's the worst thing that i could do to balthazar <laughs> <laughs> and it was and it was turn him into a and ai and be a mascot for capitalism wow uh, so That's i pretty terrible combine them into both yeah um uh, but I do feel like we've kind of done this first arc has just kind of been set up of like what's happening in the star system. What's the crust? Why is the star system the way it is right now? And what is everybody's own like personal beef and, you know, stuff mm. that they're trying to sort out, um, you know, between all of our characters and all that. I have a question that I thought of during the recording of the last episode. Um, did Igneous Mons need to send anyone to the crust? Because it sounds like as a volcanic planet, they don't potentially need it, especially because like it doesn't no, they do. get the sun. Okay. No, they do. I mean, okay. the planet would still like freeze yeah. basically and the atmosphere would, would go away. Yeah. Yeah. I just so, know we like couldn't see the sun while we were down there. So I wasn't sure if like the lava was. Like, no, no, you can't. You can. It, uh, it is less about being able to see it. And right. Like, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, think of a, a, a rock in space isn't going to last yeah. long without a gigantic sun. Yeah, I think I just like I thought because of all the lava for some reason that was hot enough, but lava's not as hot as a sun. That's um, the yeah, it, it's still I mean the core of the planet still has to basically yeah, 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 be yeah. like heated up essentially. Yeah. Uh, and also that's the hardest part like of running sci-fi for me is being like how does this solar system work and how does it fucking make <laughs> sense for me to encase a sun in an ever forming rock and that doesn't really make sense and there's a little yeah. bit of yada yada magic. yada in there well it's it's to david's point earlier of like magic just explains everything mm -hmm. there's a lot more why and how yeah. Yeah. in I, in a sci-fi campaign took a class on gravitational formation leading into this I sent Taylor okay. photos. This is a real thing, Zach. I yeah. know you're looking at me like that. And like, the thing wow, is, I believe you. <laughs> David did go super hard into like, what is space before we got into this <laughs> campaign? Um, and I, and it's funny because he was doing a lot of work and I was just like making stuff up. Like there's a rock form around the sun. <laughs> Tanner the said, sun just send me shimmer. any notes you make. <laughs> Tanner was making a pizza and he's like, hmm, the crust i better watch one documentary on netflix and now i've been to all of space um <laughs> thanks carl sagan that is that is the tough part is keeping like the science consistent 
Um, but that does make things like, you know, Creedy and Magic and stuff like that a little bit of the yada, yada, yada over certain things that don't. I feel like uh, that's the hardest is the consistency of it. Cause it's like, yes. honestly, you could just tell us whatever and we're like, okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But the consistency of like, okay, he said that once. What does that mean? For yes. Yeah. Yeah. How do we feel about like kind of the different moving pieces? Cause we all kind of have various different factions and uh uh you know members of opposition whether they be you know kind of related to multiple different characters that we have in this party or kind of singularly focused like how do we feel about the various antagonists that we kind of have a long laundry list of antag antag um antag is giving me hello everyone it is me lj the cast of Frozen Fables are about to discuss major spoilers for the Hunger Games series. So if you would prefer for your brain not to be spoiled in regard to the Hunger Games series, there are two things you must do. First, skip ahead to the 33-minute mark. And second, give me a cigarette. You have been unspoiled. Please proceed. Hunger Games Rebellion Vibes. Do you know I said what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Okay. No. Like a resistance. Like the resistance in the Hunger Games, but then at the end <clears throat> when they take over, Katniss is like, actually, you guys are also bad. And then she kills. Oh, right. Yeah. R- you know what I'm saying? Like that's I've the vibe I've never I'm read getting. the Hunger Games. Okay. That, that moment is crazy, crazy. though. They're, they're about to execute Snow. Yeah. And Katniss turns around and fires the leader of the opposing group. Correct. Whoa. Like the leader of the resistance. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I've just been Sorry. spoily, but heavy, I had time. Heavy Hunger Games spoilers It's on me. It's on me. <laughs> Sorry, like but massive I'll, spoilers. I'll like the put, whole, the whole end of the book. <laughs> I'll, put a, I'll put a spoiler warning in the, in the it's fucking warnings. awesome, though, by the way. No, I love the Hunger Games movies. I I've never them. watched yes. or that's read also them. What happens. You should, dude. They're really I know. I that's, really want to go see the new one, too. Uh, yeah, I know. That's I just, I just keep the getting book, the uh, um, Josh Hutchinson whistle uh, meme on my TikTok. He's so <laughs> handsome. He's um, handsome. Uh, <laughs> it's like Eddie Blake's face and it just starts pulling him. What gives you what gives you that vibe? Like about- it's just the vibe of how they keep, especially with Mavia's character, like as somebody who has or what they perceive to be like significant influence within the societal sphere that they are really encouraging and kind of like pushing her to join the resistance, which is also exactly what happens to Katniss. Like they literally like use her to help formulate and like increase the resistance. It's propaganda. And it's, it's propaganda. Yeah. 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 Like that's how, that's how I perceive it is that they, they want her to be propaganda. And I think I may have said this in the first episode when, um, Boz. Boz. I was going to say Baz. I was close. Not correct. When Boz was like, yeah, like, I really think you should do that. And I was like, I think I can be more than just propaganda because that's like, that's the vibe that I get from it. Um, So I'm very curious to see how that rolls out. It it almost also kind of gives me the same parallel to when we were in that house and that guy was like, you need to sign this contract to free my family. It's like, you're fucked either way, honestly, like whether the resistance is in charge or whether um, like, uh, the Republic is in charge. Like it's kind of a bad situation either way. It's just like, they don't want to change the machine. Like they just want to be at the top. They want to be the top cog. And so I'm curious to see how the Antag is going to play out. This is just kind of like my inkling and my vibe about it now. Um, so I'll tell you the one thing in my head 
These are more Hunger Games spoilers. Sorry, everybody. Um, it's been out for so <laughs> long. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't feel bad. I really don't. It's, it's, my own it's also wildly yeah. popular. So. Yeah. True. One of the things that kind of like tips Katniss over the edge in the book with like, she was already feeling really suspicious about the resistance was that they drop um, like health and, and safety to people. Like they attack the Capitol and then the resistance gives them um like uh, they give them like care packages like health packages basically but those health packages are actually bombs and they end up killing Katniss's sister and the the resistance did that to make it look like the capital but it was really them and like that's kind of what drives Katniss over the edge of like you're it's the same same text different font and that is exactly my feelings about antag so i'm curious to see if there will be a situation similar to that that gives off similar vibes or you know kind of does more or less the same um so that's how i feel about that i'm very curious to see how that develops i i feel like we just don't know enough about antag yet we're like i think that is definitely a vibe we get but i think there's also a vibe of like it could turn into Mavia is the princess Leia where it's like, was an influential figure joins this and eventually becomes like the general slash head of it. Um, but it's also interesting because they're like, we want you to be this figurehead of it because that'll help people. And it's, you know, if you boil that down, that's kind of a similar thing to what's happened to Balthazar, except they're asking, they're like, Hey, mm-hmm. we want you to be the mascot for this basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think once we go and meet up with them, cause I think, it seems like a good idea and like learning more about it. And if we can kind of set our own terms and conditions for working with them, I think that'll be good rather than just like, Hey, go here, do this. Um, and so I don't know. I, I think Nemo and myself are very much hopeful about Antag. Um, especially cause it was like, all right, Boz was the one good thing as we were hanging out over there and like, um, Oh, what's my boss's name? Uh, but Oh, yick. Yeah. Yeah. Yick has always been like, it was established. He was always good to, um, Nemo even before like Nemo was privy to any of this Antag stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, that makes Nemo be like, Oh, I implicitly trust what's going on here more than I trust anything else Mm -hmm. because it was, you know, the people who were supposed to help me after my incident in space didn't, yik was there as as a nice person and so it's like great like i can get back at that and be with the people who have genuinely cared for me along with this kind of new crew that also seems to genuinely care about him so he's kind of like yeah let's like let's go be with more people that might care about me (laughs) i think too with antag i can't speak too deeply on this just because you haven't gotten to like talk with too many other people or hear about too many like outside opinions and everything. But Mavia's title right now already has certain implications and reactions that it would, you know, cause in various different groups across the entire star system. And, you know, Boz's reaction was sort of to give mavia a little bit of a heads up of like mm-hmm. hey antag is is good but they kind of are looking at you for these purposes mm-hmm. um but that might not be the same you know kind of reaction that you could possibly get from like just for an example like yik who you know is a part of it 
you know, or other members of Antag or other members of the public who, you know, might see Mavia as more of an arm of the same, Mm -hmm. you know, system and everything. Mm Um, the public or the public again, AKA the Republic. Yes. The re the Republic. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Um, but God, know, there's, there's a lot of, you Ma- should have let me hang out with Stan and Nemo. <laughs> Mavia. Mavia, I think is going to have to kind of figure out what I, I think Mavia is a symbol regardless of whether she wants to be or not. And Mavia is going to now for the first time has the ability to, but is going to have to decide what her action, what kind of symbol she's going to be Mm -hmm. and what she's going to stand for based on her actions Mm -hmm. and the people that she Mm -hmm. aligns themselves with. And regardless of whether or not, you know, Antag, you know, maybe has the best interests at heart for Mavia specifically, Mm -hmm. maybe it feels also kind of like, an inevitable ally just because of Mm -hmm, mm kind of like we were talking about in the beginning, the massive structure that you're up against is unable to be beaten without, you know, a a separate antagonistic massive infrastructure that Antag might be able to provide that no one else can. Any other thoughts on other antagonists and everything? I know we got like the pie-eyed. How about a protagonist in our our fun friends that we dropped off? Oh, your your quote-unquote bounty hunter guy. guy. Yeah, we don't even know what he did. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. No questions asked. I... I like that. I think it's really funny that Mavia is like, no, 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 fuck this. Fuck that guy. Because like, if we really did need him, we would have, it just would have cost us some money and we were trying to make as much of it as we could. If someone rolls a nat 20 right now, I'll tell you how much he would have charged you for help. 14. Which is really close. It's one I got an eight. I got a nat 20. Oh, I got a nat 20. <laughs> That's no fucking way. awesome. Let's go. It's tell right us there. how. Like, Wait, Serge. What does Serge get? An 11. Crazy. Wow. Okay. So like separate time, separate happening. Uh, uh, oh God, happens. I haven't even thought about that. Happenings are in this universe. Too. Oh, it feels so much bigger. doesn't Oh it? Like yes. There's so time. many happenings and how's this going to relate to all the other foes and um, fables, multiversal content. Uh, it's separate. Whine about it a little more. <laughs> oh, really good whining, Zach. He's wow. good at that. Thank you. Does he do that a lot? I refrain from responding. <laughs> Thank you. Good choice. God, I'm so sick. I'm so sick. Yeah, you're so um, sick. <laughs> I'm so sick by Flyleaf. Okay, sorry. Um, like, let's put you back in that moment where I think it was everybody was down except Charles. Correct. And, okay. and Charles would have been like, hey, how much, you know, for your services? And he would have been like, oh, um, 20,000 credits. He paid us fifteen hundred. That's what I'm saying. Fuck this guy. Technically, that's knowledge that your characters shouldn't have, but you as players. I mean, yeah, but like ultimately, he paid us for a service, and if we like needed him for his service, like it would have been yeah, just an exchange of that because like our service was not worth the same as his. Also, like, if someone wants me to, like, give him a ride across town, like, that's not too much of a 
ask you ask me to kill somebody for yeah, you yeah it would cost a lot more mm. i just hi tyler <laughs> this is a nice shout out to tyler because tanner gave a not nice shout out to tyler earlier yeah. tyler i'm so happy you're here what did you say? I was. Tyler, come here. Tyler, share, here. share my mic. Tyler, share, share on the share mic. Zach's mic. This after party's wild. This after by party the way. is wild. I love it. And earlier, we almost were podcasting so hard we became it. a podcast again. Oh, yes, we almost did it. We almost the, did. Hey, I talk. Hey, what Tyler. Fuck did you say? You scared now that I'm here? Yes. Um, He's shaking. Um, I I can't remember how we got onto it, but I was like, I'm going to air my grievances. And, and David was like, leave the roommates out of it. And I was like, no, I want to punch Tyler in the face every time I see him. And then it kind of sort of devolved into I really just want me to, you to like tuck me into bed every oh. night. Yeah, that started off as a hate crime. No, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna fight you because you're gay. I was going to fight you just because it doesn't you. matter. It does. No, it's a no. distinction. You know it what? Doesn't. You know what's the funniest part about this? I can cut all this. It doesn't matter in the court of law. <laughs> it because I will tell them it's because of that. And it, who you think they're gonna side with? Maybe in well, in okay, Tennessee, Tennessee, they might not side with anybody. <laughs> they might not. Rough, That's not good. And I don't rough. agree with that. But. They also might take away my right to vote if I uh, bring anything to court about that. So. Yeah, that's true. So this is definitely going to stay in the podcast. Yeah, this right? is super staying in the podcast for sure. Tyler, I said that after he said he wanted to punch you every time he saw you, I said I wanted to hug you every time I saw you. Aww. Thanks, Zach. I also want to hug you every time I see you. I'm the least involved They're roommate, and it really They're offends right me. Now. David, quit asking to tuck me in, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I got it. Quit asking Tanner to tuck himself to tuck in. Myself in. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, man. Tuck, tuck yourself in, dude. Okay, I want to talk more about the moral ethics of this bounty hunter. <laughs> I this is this is my issue. Is this whole like, oh, well, it's like all transactional. I feel like it's just us feeding into like what the system of this universe is already that we all seem to be pretty pissed about. And like morally, let's go with David's example of us being normal people driving a car across town. If someone tried to like, I don't know, pull David out of the car and like beat his ass, I'd probably get upset and try to also beat that person's ass. But again, you have a previously established relationship with David. If other it was than an Uber driver, I would do the same. I, like I would feel immoral for not helping in the situation where like, like he's trying to defend himself. Like there he's being attacked, like with no, no preface, no previous knowledge of like, what's the situation? Like, does the super driver owe this guy money? I don't know. At the end of the day, I don't think it's immoral for you to like rip someone out of their car and beat the shit out of them. That's what I love about like specifically that guy and why it frustrates Mavia so much is that the problem is the system and that dude's like sense of values are based on credits mm -hmm. and that technically he's not wrong for that. And it's, yeah, I think that's my thing is that it is a system problem, not specifically that guy, because he is just a piece of the system. Just as we are pieces of the system, we didn't just offer to take him somewhere because he needed to be taken somewhere. We wanted credits from it, which is why we also didn't ask for additional support because we were trying to make the most credits to like help our Bobby show. is right. It's yeah. fucked up. Oh, a hundred percent. It's, it's yes. super fucked up. I'm also going to offer. I was only nice to him, not because of the money. I was only nice to him because that's who Balthazar yeah. is. <laughs> also, you guys were kind of operating as like a hotel in the sky. Like technically you could have just been like, 
whatever, dude, you're here, sleep in the corner or whatever. It just got funnier when my exactly like, this guy sucks and everyone else is like, would you like more tea? Yeah, um, which is so it's, aggravating. It is funny, but <laughs> so that's that's what I love about it though is that the issue is not like with the guy it's mm. with the system that supports that guy this and allows broke, and allows that guy to have that mindset and be rewarded for it mm. because the other thing i think david said it like mid episode if you guys would have died that dude probably would have cleaned house with the you know attacker mm-hmm. droids 100 percent, and then taking our ship taking your ship yeah so why would he so why would he help you unless it was for an exuberant amount of money because it benefited him more to let you guys die and then take your ship. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. And that's why I got so mad and escalated. And if that's also been, like, how neutral, we kind of got our know? ship. Mm-hmm. Ki- well, kind of. In a similar way. Kind of. But that guy deserved it. That's the, yeah. That's yeah. the difference. That was here. like a bad, like he was like a, per, a, a uh, prime per, boss. You know what I mean? Per he our was, morals and values. Yes. Well, yeah, but like he was a crime boss and we stopped him from hurting other people and then we benefited from a ship if he if we were if we were the crime boss sure let the bounty hunter take us out like let him do his job if he would have been neutral on the ship if he would have just existed and everyone would have just like left him alone i don't think i don't think this would have become oh such, yeah such a sticking point for me <laughs> but i was like you but your got, reaction we, has made it so much moved, funnier it does, no, it does make from, it funnier <laughs> <laughs> we moved from a place of neutrality to a place of like giving him positive reinforcement for for utilizing the system in which we are also apparently on a conquest to dismantle and that just made me feel like i was losing my fucking marbles <laughs> like i couldn't handle i don't it. know i loved that in the middle of a fight while we were dying i was like turn the thermostat down no. <laughs> so funny Crazy. i also do like that he put in a good word for you guys so yeah. there's likely more people like him who are gonna be like hey how much for a ride to yeah. such and such place? But I did tell him to eat shit. So you did, yeah, and he heard you, and Good. he smirked. He for sure heard. As he should have heard. Um, I hope he takes my advice. But that little, I, that little micro. <laughs> Maybe shit's a delicacy on that moon. You don't know. That yeah, little, I don't want to talk about poop. That little micro interaction. <laughs> please don't. That little micro interaction also does feel like a little microscopic view of the problem in general, which is why I loved it so much. Mm. And especially just how funny it was. Um, <laughs> it really just stemmed it. from a random decision. I think it was like Balthazar just yeah. like making a hammock for him or yeah. something. Yes. And yeah. it's just like, just from yeah. there, it snowballed. We were just trying to be like good Airbnb hosts. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, space being an oxymoron. I'm gonna do it again. (laughs) That doesn't exist, Zach. Not possible. I know we've kind of talked about it in other bathroom breaks and everything, but um uh how do we feel kind of about like the the spread of antagonists and kind of the size of like you know the amount of names and like antagonistic forces I've kind of thrown your way, like between you know, reliance, the mm. big overarching umbrella. There's also um, that like gang yep. that uh, uh, Nemo had to deal with. High eyed, high eyed, which is a whole civilization. It, apparently, it makes it seem like you know, like there is kind of the tears of it, where like there's this gang, which is a big deal, specifically to Nemo, but like it ultimately is in and of itself a gang. And then there is this like entire, like out of a black hole potentially 
thing we know nothing about other than the one positive of Charles and then took over this whole thing, which is just like a scary plague. And then there's the like overarching system wide governance and and in monopolies that it's like we're going to be able to take out small factions. And then through that, you know, it, it, it reminds me of. I've, I've heard people talk about like, you know, at level five, you should be in, in, in D and D five E like your local heroes. And then by like level 10, you're like, you know, regional legends. And by level 15, you are like folklore. Like it, it, it scales as you get more powerful. And I feel like it, that's going to be us, but like pains in the asses to these various groups. Mm. Like we are going to scale in how big of a pain in the ass we are to, the normalcy of the system and the all the bad guys where like we took out this very small crime lord on one moon now we are headed to potentially this gang that prowls space then we are headed and now we're dealing with this massive threat of of reliance and being like here's here's this new ai and it's like we've it, it feels like we can't deal with this yet but we can make small things but like ultimately dealing with it is something we can't do at the moment mm -hmm. it feels like we're climbing a steaming pile of shit mountain. <laughs> no, it does. Good. Like, oh, sorry. No, I agree. Sorry. I You're was right. going to say, wow. Um, you like, literally just said, don't talk about poop, and here you and are. And I, that's the image that came into my head, though, when Zach was talking. Hey. Um, wow. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but no, like, it's it's like when we have conversations, even too, like, in the real, in the real world, in our real life podcast, podcasting, like, we it's so it's hard to get to the root of the problem because the root of the problem like stems into so many directions that make so many other like big fucking hard issues to deal with. And that feels like what we're doing. We've got to deal with the gang. We dealt with the crime boss. Then we got to deal with this AI stuff, which feels really close to like some of the root of the problem and, and which is also like the crust. And so it's like we're it's like we're climbing that to try to get to that route and it almost makes me wonder like it, are we gonna have to get to a point where we're like we can't do this like lower like we have to focus on this like bigger stuff or we're just gonna spend eons like running in circles and never reaching where we want to go the, the clip from veggie tales just popped into my head of the rumor weed when totally. it's when it's there and like larry boy is there and he's like using all the different tools and they're just not working yeah yeah like it it, it legitimately feels <laughs> tragic like story tragedy like it, it's just one of those things it really is yeah it just gets better and yeah wasn't a part of yeah, yeah, yeah. oh Aww. i'm so sorry uh but that is so, shocking to me yeah but so like they're, they're, they're to, to, to briefly talk about the scene there's this rumor weed it's, it's about how rumors and stuff is bad but anyways Allegory. larry larry boy is there trying to literally like chop this weed he gets like a weed whacker and it breaks he gets like shears and they get bent and like he's trying all this stuff and he just can't and it feels like that's how we are with like the whole of reliance right now like yeah. especially because she was saying like root of the issue made me think of the rumor weed because uh -huh. um, also that song slaps uh yes. and so like that's kind of what it feels like is like we just don't have the tools or scope to be able to deal with it yet but we can use some of our ones on some of these smaller issues or smaller offshoots of the root i want that like 60 second clip of that analogy to win us an award <laughs> 
I want specifically that to, to for like that to get played in an audience full of people and they all like stand and clap. The amount that we talk specifically, I talk about VeggieTales on this podcast. VeggieTales gets mentioned a lot. VeggieTales and Lego Droidicas specifically. (laughs) Zach's on top of it. I've been in the dark every time all of those things come up. Sorry. (laughs) These are the inner workings of Zach's mind. The inner machinations machinations of my mind are an enigma. (laughs) We have to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Any final thoughts uh, on our way out of here? No. Well, (laughs) the pie-eyed are horrifying. Yeah, the pie-eyed are scary. They're scary. They're in a big black hole. I don't know what's in there. That's scary. The way that they were so beefy makes me so nervous. I I said this in a bathroom break, so patrons, you've heard this, but like my working theory, as we still have very little information, is that Chuck is somehow like the embodiment of the Credian uh, or light side or positive side of it, and the pie-eyed that came out since it was kind of a darker force are the like embodiment of the Krulian, um, and very much that kind of like heavier, you know, more bad side of it. Um, or that's so. just what happened to them when shit went sideways. Yeah. However long ago. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. Cause I'm from a, like a planet in shimmers system and I'm not and all of them, as we know, are, or at least as far as we know are from the black hole. And yeah, it could have been something that happens to them because, that one guy was in the middle of transforming and he was there. He was at the black hole. So I don't know, maybe just a collection of people that ended up in the black hole over time and became all of those people. Cause they're like militarized and like have a whole society, a society like it's kind of scary. Does it make you wonder if like you sprouting was actually you like taking over someone's body or no? No, because I don't, that's the difference between me to them is that I wasn't, at least as far as I know, I I mean, I created my character. I don't know, but I, 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 as best as Charles is aware, he popped out of the ground. And And that's how I was like, I, I didn't. And I think that's what scares me as Tanner saying as the best that you know. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened is like, I was just like a little mushroom. And then all of a sudden I was personified. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that'll be weird to figure out. I feel like it is like a Krillian thing, Krillian mm. Krillian thing. Um, but it's also weird because, as far as I understand, like it wasn't just pie eyed that were Krillian and Krillian mm-hmm. monks. It was just like a mixture of species, right? I mean, the like, pie eyed you know, never existed before, before you, as far I as guess you knew. That's true. Okay. And, yeah. and whatever them showing up, you have no idea. Like, as far as you've gone, which has not been, you know, to be fair, no, that far, not far at all um, in your existence, like, no one's ever seen nor heard of anything like you before. Um, and everything that you can gather about the Cretian and the Krulians was that, yeah, they were an amalgamation of species yeah. and everything. Um, and that's it. But it's like pie eyed, no record of anything like at all, especially nothing to do with the Krulian or the Cretian. So, yeah, uh, I feel like I don't really know. They were obviously there for a reason and it was that guy transforming. Um, and now they like know about me, but they like, they knew my name, right? They, they knew your name. Yeah, they knew my name. Yeah, that's weird. Dolly said you guys were like, she implied that you guys were like an item. Like you, you were, you really should have known who she was. Like was the implication on the ship. 
Oh, or what really? you're speaking into your mind, wasn't it? I didn't really gather that. I thought I'm that, remembering off I, the top of my head. Um, I'll say this. Hmm. Tell tell us comment on this episode. Tell us. Can you do they comment on these? Say something in, in the, the Discord. In the, in the, yeah, 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 yeah. drop it in the Discord. Sorry. Um, Any theories? I don't. I'm. I'm honestly. I'm I honestly. Zach has more of a theory than I do. I don't really have a theory. I. I I'm still a little flabbergasted. I'll say this. Dolly suggesting that they were an item is a fair interpretation of the of the language and way that she spoke about it. Okay. But not necessarily correct and not necessarily the singular interpretation. Oh, I think I figured it out. The pie-eyed were previously taken care of by Rudy Greenbridge. At, I knew at it was going to be so yep, at, yeah. at, in the greenhouse section uh, of the Super Saver. But they're not all plants. No, they're not all plants. No, they're well, just that's, you're, you're right. Characters. Sorry, some of them because you said they were items were just sold at the Super Saver Mart. <laughs> Uh, that's the that's the word that you're jumping <laughs> off of is item okay thanks everybody so much for listening if wow. you're enjoying this podcast please leave us a five-star review on your favorite listening platform share us with your friends join the discord to join in on conversations with other fans and friends of the show and join our patreon if you can't get enough of that sweet delicious content does anybody want to shout anything out or talk about anything on our way out of here tyler's the best roommate in the whole house yeah oh tyler get come over do, here. A shout yeah, out. do a shout out tyler i was gonna wait for you guys to end so i could say it I just want to say that I know I joke around, but I really like Tanner and David as roommates. And if Tanner were to ever punch me in the face, it's only because I would deserve it. Wow. <laughs> That's nice and true. Tyler, tuck me in. Play that music. Let's get out of here. Tyler, tuck me in. Why won't you tuck me in? That's all. Yeah. It's always about them. 